Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Sports Mole's Football Shorts. I'm Barney Corkill. I'm here with our football editor Matt Law and we're here to discuss our Game Week 35 predictions for the Premier League. Um, game Week 34 saw Matt extend his lead again to 17 points now. It was the Arsenal-Leicester game. That was the big difference there, Matt, wasn't it? We actually matched each other on every other result. Um, but Arsenal-Leicester, he got it bang on to move five more points ahead. Yeah, 17 points now, isn't it? Which is an awful, it's a big ask, I think, for you. Obviously, it is doable for you to bring that back, but you know, a couple of perfects this week, and I don't get any, and that you know, cuts it more than in half. Yeah, the Arsenal-Leicester one was a big one for me, and obviously, we both got Everton-Southampton as well, didn't we? So it was, a, like I say, a pretty good week for both of us. Yes, um, I don't know if you've heard of the greatest comebacks since Istanbul, but that's what I'm going for here. <laughs> I've let you have a good lead, so... Oh, just so I can come back. Um, game week 35, Saturday's lunchtime kickoff. We start with Norwich versus West Ham. Norwich look pretty much like they're down already, but West Ham still got plenty to fight for, Matt. Yeah, well, like you say, I think, you know, Norwich four games left, but, but I think the fact that they're four games, you know, they played Chelsea away, City away in two of their last three, so you probably have to say they are down, aren't they? It's difficult for them to, I mean, lost their last, I think they lost one before lockdown and lost their five since then, only scored one goal, which was against Watford last time out. So very, very difficult to see them getting out of it. I'm not sure, I'm, I'm certain they won't, to be honest. West Ham, on the other hand, surprised me, to be honest, the Burnley result. I, I fancy West Ham to win that game after a couple of really good ones against Chelsea and Newcastle, but played quite well in the first half, West Ham of that game, but second half was a bit nothing-y and not too much happening. And, if they'd have picked up a win in that game, it'd have pushed them really far out of it, wouldn't it? But as it stands, only three points ahead of Bournemouth, so they're right in this. But uh, I do fancy them to win this game. Uh, very close, but 1-0 West Ham. 1-0 West Ham, yeah. I'm also going for a West Ham win. They're very unreliable, West Ham. Um, but I do see them having enough to, to steer clear of danger. Crucially, they play a few of their relegation rivals between now and the end of the season. Um, and I mentioned on the last podcast, I don't think you get much easier than a game against Norwich at the moment because you know they've already publicly admitted that they they feel that they're down. So I'm going for a 2-1 West Ham winning that one. Um, also down at the bottom of the table, there were Watford level on points with West Ham at the same time as uh, the Norwich West Ham game. Watford host Newcastle. How do you see that one going? Yeah, it's a really big one, isn't it, for Watford? Their win against Norwich last time out was huge, wasn't it? Because if they'd have dropped mm. points in that game, you, you could have, even a draw then would have been a terrible result for Watford. You know, not you know, with respect to Norwich, but they're, they're just struggling so bad at the moment. They really, really needed a win, having not won since actually winning the Liverpool game uh, end of February, wasn't it? Hadn't, hadn't won since then. So Newcastle, on the other hand, you know, they've picked up some some decent results since coming back but 5-0 at City last time out City were fantastic to be fair but it was a bit of a worrying result for Newcastle you know, they won 4-1 at Bournemouth in their, in their last away game and then lost lost 5-0 at City so inconsistent team and obviously Newcastle not, not an awful lot to play for they can still obviously finish I fancy they finish around 11-12 obviously they're 13th at the moment and finishing around them would be you know an okay season but uh Watford will be wanting it more, but I'm struggling to back Watford, to be honest. Uh, I was expecting a tight game. I've just gone 1-1 here. Well, no, yeah, I, I went back and forth on this one as well. Um, as you mentioned, I, I think the fact Newcastle won't have too much to play for um, will will be a big factor in this game. And, you know, they'll have prize t- pride to fight for. Steve Bruce won't let them let up. And you can't really judge them on a 5-0 away to Man City because Man City have been blowing everyone away um, at the Etihad since the restart. Um, but I think just, you know, Watford's need for a win, the fact that they got that victory over um, Norwich last time out, they should be boosted by that. So I'm actually going for a 1-0 uh, Watford win in that one. 
Um, 3 p.m. Liverpool's uh, quest for record status, record points tallies, record win tally, record um, winning margin at the top of the table continues at home to Burnley. They could also become the first team to win every single game at home in a Premier League season if they win their last two. This is obviously the penultimate home game of the season. Um, they, they haven't been at their very best again against Brighton. They weren't last time out. Um, Brighton had chances to... To, to get something out of that game and obviously gifted Liverpool those two early goals. Um, but again, Liverpool just at home just seem unbeatable at the moment. Their winning run stretches back to January 2019. Their unbeaten run, I think it's 57 games now, which is a ridiculous run. Um, so I'm going for them to continue that one. Burnley have been good recently um, and enjoying another really good season. Only two points off uh, seventh place, which is a European spot. Um, so they're very much in the hunt for that. Whether they want that or not is a different matter considering the problems they had after last qualifying for Europa League. Uh, but, uh, you know, it doesn't get tougher than a trip to Anfield, so I'm going for a 2-0 Liverpool win here. Yeah, go on, exactly the same match on that one, 2-0. I was, I was thinking about maybe slightly more, but, you know, Burnley, let's say, won three of their last four. Obviously, they lost heavily at City, didn't they? And that came into my mind a little bit when I was thinking about this, but it's really difficult, I think. To back, to back Liverpool not to win at home, I think it's... Sometimes, you know, the big games, the big teams, we've seen it loads of times that they have a really off day and the away team, you know, can pick up points. But it's just really difficult for to, to back, you know, Liverpool to, to not win at home. Like you say, their record is just extraordinary and won a couple since obviously that heavy defeat at City. And because they are chasing something, you know, chasing records and stuff, that still does give them something to fight for. And there's some big games coming up, haven't they? Uh, you know, Liverpool have already won the league. They play Arsenal and Chelsea, don't they, before the end of the season. Two teams that... Obviously, have European ambitions. So, uh, yeah, same as you in this one, 2 0 Liverpool. Yes, three more wins. Liverpool need to break those records from the final four games. Um, speaking of European, potential European football for Burnley, Sheffield United are still very much in that conversation, especially after their late win against Wolves. Um, they host Chelsea, another team battling for the top four. They're now up to third, actually. Um, so, how do you see that one going? Yeah, it's a really big one, isn't it? I think that win for Sheffield United last time out, their response has been fantastic for me. Obviously, you know, losing a couple of Premier League games and then losing to Arsenal in the FA Cup as well would have you know, hurt them. But since then, beat Tottenham, beat Wolves, obviously drew at Burnley, which is uh, not a bad result at all. Chelsea, on the other hand, like you say, up to third now. And I think it is a battle for third now. For a long time, it was talking about, you know, Chelsea, United, Wolves for for that place behind, City, behind Liverpool City, Leicester. But Leicester have obviously been dragged straight back into it. And they're now the team perhaps battling for fourth while you know United and Chelsea maybe maybe for third I think the win at Palace for Chelsea was was a big one you know it was a strange game really wasn't it I think mm. Gary Cahill's injury early on you know, really didn't help Palace it was obviously Chelsea scored straight after didn't they so that was a really tough one but I'm still not convinced by Chelsea defensively to be honest obviously lost at West Ham but they seem to be on a little bit of a run and they, they play Norwich don't they straight after next Tuesday at home so if they could win this game then fancy beating Norwich and that puts them in a really strong position but actually actually going to draw here you know Sheffield United's form the last three games has been really good they've got some big play, got some big players back got some uh, key players back back to fitness and form so 1-1 uh, one, one here 1-0 one for you there yeah Sheffield United they certainly have steadied the ship and it is hard to rely on Chelsea's defence as you mentioned conceding two goals to a Palace attack who have been poor all season and you know they had to hang on towards the end of that match as well just to get that victory having said that you know their attacking prowess is growing week by week um, so I'm backing them to get the win here Sheffield United are quite a difficult team to call at the moment they're difficult to beat uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up as a draw but I'm going for a 2-1 Chelsea victory in this one 
Um, 8 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. The last game, the day of the game on Saturday is Brighton versus Manchester City. Uh, Man City obviously off the back of that 5-0 win over Newcastle, but on away from home they're on in dreadful form. They're a very inconsistent and mercurial team at the moment, which aren't, which aren't words you usually describe uh, Pep Guardiola's teams as. Having said that, you know, Brighton, they probably need one more win to just rubber stamp their safety, but I'd be very surprised if they get dragged back into the mire. Um, whereas Man City, how they didn't score against Southampton in the last away game, I'm not sure, to be honest. And they, they were at their very best. They were majestic against Newcastle um, in winning 5-0. So I can see Man City ending that away record here. It's the worst run Pep Guardiola's ever been on away from home in his managerial career. But I can see them winning this one 3-1. 3-1, you have gone 3-0 here. Don't really fancy Brighton to score. I think eight points clear, aren't they? The relegation zone now, Brighton. So uh, it would take a lot. You know, you're relying on Bournemouth, Villa, teams like that to, to win, you know, three three wins, maybe something like that, even if Brighton were to lose all their games. And that's an awful lot. So you'd probably say they are safe, even if they were to lose. Uh, you know, maybe a couple of draws, maybe a point here and there. They do need, they obviously play, they play Newcastle, Burnley and Southampton after City. So there's points in there for them. City on their van, like you mentioned, it's going to be a big summer for me for them to see what they do, see what type of money they can spend, what type of players they can bring in because obviously to change Liverpool again next season, they're going to need to be a lot better than they've been this season. But away form, like you mentioned, not the best, but um, City here 3-0. 3-0 to Man City. Okay, moving on to Sunday's games. We've got Wolves versus Everton. Wolves off the back of back-to-back defeats, including that, that gutting one against Sheffield United. That would have been a really hard one to take. Um, Everton not in the best form themselves, though. How do you see this one going? Yeah, that that Wolves one was a big one, wasn't it? You know, they were edging towards it. You know, what would have been a decent point, but but coming up, you know, it was a, it was a massive header, wasn't it? Really, really good header from John Egan late on, and that would have really hurt them, especially after the Arsenal game as well. It no really saw that one coming. Certainly, neither, neither of us saw that coming. And off the back of you know winning winning three in a row, and uh, you know losing losing those two, they've just dropped off a touch. Obviously, still sixth, but now seven points off fourth, which is a lot when you're talking about four games left, isn't it? Because everyone else around them is winning. Everton, on the other hand, you know. Been given a bit of praise recently and also a bit of criticism because the game at Tottenham was poor. Southampton, it's not the worst result in the world, but the fans would have certainly been expecting a, a win. In fr- uh, obviously, not in front of them, but watching at home at Goodison Park would have been expecting a win. Um, big game for both sides, but Wolves, I, I do just fancy Wolves here as I've gone 2 1. Yeah, I've actually gone exactly the same scoreline. I went back and forth on it a bit, but landed on Wolves in the end. I think they need the points more than Everton. Um, so I've gone for a two nil, t- uh, sorry, two one Wolves win. Um, also on Sundays, Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Aston Villa really running out of time. They're on the end of that three nil defeat uh, at home to Manchester United. Back at home on Sunday against the Palace side, also in poor form. They've lost the last four league games, so it's a huge, huge game for Villa. They, they need the points, but to be honest, I'm struggling to see them getting it. They looked a bit deje- dejected against Manchester United, and I know that can be the case. You know when you're. 3-0 down against the league's form team and it's a completely different story playing Palace but I can actually see Palace coming away with a 1-0 win here yeah I've, I've gone 1-1 here gone uh, fancy really to get a point yeah the game against United I think you know the penalty was obviously a big one wasn't it I don't know your view in it it was very obviously from a United fan mm-hmm. it was very very harsh you know it's clever from Fernandes but that that really I think demoralised them at a key stage of the match where they actually they were playing quite well weren't they they started quite well mm-hmm. had a few little half chances obviously Grealish had one at the back post should have done better but yeah as soon as they conceded that and then went 2-0 down just before half time really 
probably you know they not like they came up in the second half and thought we can get something out of this it was a case of you know let's look to the games ahead Palace is obviously the huge huge game they play Arsenal and West Ham uh, and Everton in their final three so it's a really big one but like I say it's really hard to back Villa at the moment they've got a lot of good players you know a lot of talent in their team but Palace obviously not got a lot, lot to fight for but they will also be keen to get back to not not especially winning ways but get back to not losing so uh, I've got to draw here 1-1 one all draw for Matt in that one. Okay, the biggest game of the weekend um, in terms of stature is undoubtedly the North London derby. Tottenham versus Arsenal. Um, it always usually guarantees goals and excitement. You know, neither have been at their best this season by any means. They're separated by one point in the table in eighth and ninth, respectively. I think you would have got quite long odds on them to be back down there. Remember, Tottenham are last season Champions League runners up and they've had a dreadful season. Um, at home though they are they're, they're much better than they are away from home whereas the opposites are obviously true of Arsenal as well so it's a very interesting one I can't separate them I'm going for quite a high scoring draw two all here I've got exactly the same got exactly the same <laughs> two all I was thinking I was thinking one all but I thought there, there's goals in it isn't there neither side uh, Arsenal defensively have improved recently as, as certain to say but there, there are mistakes in both but there are a lot of talent going forward you know Kane or Bamiyang players like that Saka's obviously playing very well for Arsenal at the moment and players like Son will be keen to you know get back to taking a little bit of criticism recently obviously the, the game at Bournemouth for Tottenham was really poor you know Bournemouth in, in absolutely rotten form and to not win that game obviously you know it hurt the players it obviously hurt Mourinho particularly you know unimpressed after that game so uh, Arsenal as well obviously it's a, it's a huge game isn't it I know they're not fighting for you know they're not third and fourth or they're not fighting for the title at this stage but it, under any circumstances it, it's a huge one and uh, yeah I've actually done the same as you expecting a really good game gone 2-2 well Arsenal fans will be desperate for St Totteringen's day to return and it has been a while since that's been the case um, yeah. also on Sunday is Bournemouth versus Leicester Bournemouth picked up that point you mentioned there against Tottenham. Controversial fashion with Tottenham being denied a penalty by VAR. Um, it's, a, it's a huge game for Bournemouth. We've mentioned a few teams at the bottom now having having huge games. They're three points from safety now. They're running out of time. That was the first point for a while against Tottenham. So they'll be desperate to build on that. But can you see them doing that against Leicester? Not really, no, to be honest. That's a tight game. We've gone 2-1 Leicester, though. Like you say, they were you know, fortunate to... You know, have a couple of decisions go their way in a Tottenham game, but to end that losing run was was huge for them. And uh, you know, a point of three would have been better. Obviously, they had that goal disallowed, didn't they, late on for the handball, mm. which was, you know, if it was just a inch, you know, if it had hit the another hand, or if it had been, it, it just moved it out the way. I don't know if it had gone in anyway, but obviously, three points would have been massive. But like I say a point keeps them steady long, and three points off Watford. So it's it's not like they're you know six points off, and they need a couple of wins and pl- and teams to drop up. They get one win, pulls them right back into it. But Leicester, on the other hand, have obviously got so much to fight for, really battling for that top four now, and picked up a really good point at Arsenal because uh, losing that game would have been you know three wins in three defeats in four in all competitions, which would have been terrible form for Leicester. Uh, I fancy Leicester here two one. Yeah, I'm also going for a Leicester win, a narrow one as well, one 0 I'm going for on that game. Um, rounding off the game week is Manchester United versus Southampton on Monday night. Manchester United in flying form, set a new Premier League record um, with their win over Aston Villa. First team to win four consecutive Premier League games by three goals or more. Um, I can personally see that run coming to an end, but I, I'm backing them to win again. I'm backing them to win 2-0 because they're just in great form at the moment. And f- for a Manchester United fan, you must be really excited by the attack. Fernandes in great form, Pogba back to near his best Mason Greenwood looks like a real talent looks like the real deal to be honest um, and then Martial and Rashford chipping in as well with quite a few goals 
Yeah, the way it's turned around is you know extraordinary. Talking about obviously Fernandez coming in, who's been just huge, and Pogba coming back. You're talking about two you know top top draw players and Greenwood's emergence. Obviously, Daniel James was preferred a lot of the season in that position and, and did okay. You know, did quite well, but not full of goals and assists. Greenwood, you know, as soon as he gets in, in that box and shoots, his, his power off his left and right foot are absolutely incredible, aren't they? He's just such a such a talent, and uh, it's very exciting yeah, going forward and. Obviously, they were. It's a, it's a nice game for United. You know, Southampton obviously picked up some big results recently, beating City, but that was at home. Picked up a good point at Everton, in good form. Southampton, you know, won three of their last five in the Premier League. But United know they need to win because they need to stay in touch. You know, fifth obviously might still be enough, but they need to stay in touch with that top four. So uh, yeah, United, same as you, actually two nil. Two nil. Yeah, plenty of big games in the European battle and the relegation battle again this week. Um, those are our predictions for game week 35. We're rattling through these games, and you can follow everything on sportsmall.co.uk. We've got features, news, previews, and more for every Premier League game, every Championship game, La Liga, Syria game, um, plus many, many more beyond that. Matt and I will be back on Tuesday for the next round of predictions, so be sure to tune in for that.